0: Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the field of psychology and mental health, with host Gabe Howard and co-host Vincent M. Wales.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Show podcast. Today we are going to talk about arguably one of my favorite subjects, but we've put it off for a while.
2: You are not as funny as you think you are.
1: (laughs) We're going to talk about procrastination. It's it's a much bigger issue than people realize. And it's it sort of hit our mailbox a, a time or two that, is there a psychology behind procrastination? Of course, one person asked if being constantly late or putting things off was a mental illness. And I don't know that I want to go as far as to say that it's a mental illness, but it certainly is a symptom of mental illness.
2: And it's certainly, as you said, very, very common. I, I can't think of anybody I know personally who has not been a procrastinator at some point or another. Some people are just procrastinators about particular things and others, well, it's all over the board. Which one are you? (laughs) I'm a procrastinator about certain things. And I think that's probably
1: where the average person falls in when it comes to writing my book, for example, procrastinate Uh, when it comes to going to dinner early. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. Okay that's fair.
1: So, but let's define procrastination. Vin, you are our, our guru of sorts on the show. What is the technical definition of
2: procrastination? You know, I was going to look that up, but I never quite got around to it. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's because I'm the funny one on the show.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. We did a lot of research for this show, obviously, um, because believe it or not, we are prepared, even though we, we prepare at the last minute. We do prepare and we learn an awful lot about procrastination. Obviously we're not going to read you white paper after white paper, but here were some of the things that, that stuck out to Vin and me as as, well, just interesting. Um, One of the things was that procrastination was not a problem of time management or planning. You know, I, I do procrastinate, you know, again, like I said on my book and I really just thought it was poor planning that if I made time in my day, I would therefore be more productive in this area. Um, but the, the research says that it's not. And in fact, uh, uh, a doctor who researches it, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Ferrari, went as far as to say that telling someone who procrastinates to buy a weekly planner is like telling someone
2: with chronic depression to just cheer up. That's a good one. I like that. You know, there are a lot of procrastinators in the world. And, and it's not like they're in denial of it either. A lot of people fully realize that they're procrastinators. 20% of people identify as chronic procrastinators. That was kind of shocking to me. I think what was shocking to me is, is that they
1: self-identify. And in, in many ways, they're, they're not even all that resentful of it, considering how annoyed their friends and family are about it. Um, because it leads to things. It leads to things like chronic lateness, breaking promises. I mean, you're, when, when you're procrastinating on something, we, we tend to hear this idea like, you know, so what? Gabe's procrastinated on writing his book. Who cares? Well, but I have deadlines. I have people that I'm beholden to. I have uh, people that I have let down. Uh, if I procrastinate leaving, I'm going to miss my plane and that could cost money. We just decided I was heading to the airport in that last analogy.
2: So it's not a matter of time management or, or poor planning, but it is a problem with self-regulation, right? It is. Now explain what self-regulation is. Well, basically, it's just making sure that you do things. It's 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 not making excuses. It's having self-control. It's it's making yourself do what needs to be done.
1: In fact, the research shows that procrastinators well, they lie to themselves and they've become so skilled at lying to themselves that they, they believe those lies. Things like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing it right now. That's probably the truth, but I will feel like doing it tomorrow.
2: That's and the lie. It's probably not true. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about some other excuses because we do, we, we give excuses for procrastinating right out the wazoo. Not feeling like it, of course, is a great one. Some people will just say, well, I forgot. And you know they didn't. I'm Maybe. waiting
1: for the right moment. See, the, 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 the sun oh, will be in yeah. the right place and the stars will align. And this moment will be more perfect to complete the task than the previous moment where I could have done it but chose not to because of the beauty of the next
2: moment. That one in particular speaks to me as a writer because once upon a time when I was a, a young and, and naive writer... I waited for inspiration
1: to write.
2: Ooh, inspiration. I'm just, I'm just not inspired today. Well, of course not, because you're not treating it like a job. And that's what writing is. You know, Sit your butt down, get your fingers on the keyboards, and do the darn work. I mean, that's what it's all about. Inspiration is not really necessary.
1: Well, but then the reason that you waited is because you work better under pressure
2: oh yeah that 's one that i uh that I say a lot too uh, and to, i i do yeah and and everybody who says that is pretty much lying outright, even the people who think that they are you know people oh i 'm a great multitasker no, nobody is a great <laughs> nobody because multitasking goes against how our brains work, but that 's a show for another time
1: well, but listen it- you know we can we can do this all day. It, it's great. We actually we actually use the 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 vastness of the internet to look up you know really really funny reasons that people have given for not completing certain tasks. And uh, I, I was going to make the the joke. Uh, the reason we didn't complete the podcast on time was because the dog ate my microphone. But you said that it would be stupid, so I'm not gonna.
2: <laughs> so another great excuse is I'm gonna do it. I just have to do this other thing first. How often do you hear that one? Oh, constantly.
1: There, there's always something preventing me from doing something else. Right. And it's not that I'm too lazy to complete this other thing. It's that this other thing is in the way of that thing. Yeah. It, it's it's that kind of gymnastics in our head that makes it look like not procrastination, but rather a jumbled to-do list. Right. Along those same lines, one that gets me a lot is just I'm sick. I, I don't feel well. Or in, in my case, you know, I... I I say that my mental health, you know, bipolar disorder and anxiety are just, are just crushing me today. And that's why I, I have to put this thing off. Um, but, you know, I say this thing generically, but, you know, many times these things are like take a shower uh, or get dressed or face the world. And these are things that make my depression worse. Right. So it, it's from a mental health perspective, the, the procrastination could be contributing to the, the symptoms of, of, you know, my bipolar
2: disorder. And that's no good at all. Right, right. I mean, the point is, is that when you say you're sick, it could be the truth. But yeah, it's, it's, we're likely sometimes to use our own issues, you know, bipolar, depression, whatever, as the excuse.
1: And the greatest excuse in the world is something that's true. Right. You know, why, why can't you mow the lawn? Well, I can't mow the lawn because the lawnmower doesn't have gas. Well, it is true that the lawnmower doesn't have gas, but you leave out the part where you can put gas in the lawnmower. You can resolve that issue and then complete the task, but you're kind right. of...
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, like mowing the lawn, Vin. Here's, here's the one that I think boils down right to the, to the guts of it. And I don't know that this is necessarily an excuse, but it's often the truth. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this thing. I know I have to, but I don't want to. So I'm going to wait. I'm just going to put it off and hope that it goes away. Right. Yeah.
1: So the procrastination is actually in some ways a defense mechanism because for example, maybe you wanted to say no, maybe the thing that you don't want to do is something that you promised somebody that you would do because you didn't tell them no.
2: Yeah, you didn't agree to it. That's a good one, yeah.
1: You know, or I'll, I'll use my my grandfather as an example. He kept promising my grandmother he was going to go to the doctor. But he didn't want to. <laughs> but he didn't want to. He, he simply just did not want to.
2: The end. Now that makes it sound like Grandpa dropped dead because he didn't go to the doctor,
1: right? My grandmother was positive that if he didn't go to the doctor, he would. Uh, so eventually he did go to the doctor, but I... I you know, it still stands. My grandfather is one of the most efficient and well-organized men that I know, but he procrastinated on this because he didn't want to. And he had every excuse in the book. He, he really did. I would say that at some point, all of the excuse we just mentioned did it, but it came down to, he just didn't want to. He didn't think that he needed to go to a doctor because he didn't want to face his own, you know, dude, you're old. Uh, and I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> I, I do understand it, but it didn't help. Ben, we got to step away for a second because our sponsor wants to get a word in edgewise. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com.
2: We're talking about procrastination. We finally got around to it. Never gets old. Never gets old. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that procrastination has some negative effects on you other than not getting your stuff done. Well, it has health effects. Sure. It
1: it negatively impacts both your mental health and physical health.
2: Absolutely. Uh, It can lead to such things as insomnia. And of course not sleeping that in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we did a show on sleep. (laughs) I feel like we did an episode on that. And I, I think, I think we did. Yeah. Insomnia can lead to a compromised immune system, right? Well, procrastination itself can even add the stressors that cause that to happen as well. Compromised immune system, of course, can lead to all sorts of things like colds, flus, gut problems, all sorts of pleasantries.
1: You just get sick. I mean, everybody right. understand what it's like to get sick. And one of the studies did this, showed that this was happening to college students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're young and otherwise healthy. And procrastination was affecting them
2: this way. College students don't procrastinate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think they invented procrastination. Could be. Well, what about people in the workplace? Procrastination well, is horrible in the workplace too. Not just for your own job performance. But if you work in a team, you're screwing up everybody else's work too. Well, and you're causing them
1: insomnia and physical problems, yeah. not, to, not to mention a resentment of you. So Precisely. your procrastination is making your team resent you, which can ultimately lead to job loss, which... Yeah. We understand how dominoes work at this point. Yeah, um, but obviously it shifts the burden of responsibility, and that's just never a good thing. This happens in friendship relationships, marriages. Uh, our, yeah. our family lives are... are arguably more important than our work lives. And this is
2: this is huge. So given all of that, why do we do it? Why do we procrastinate? Listen, we went through the excuses and, and
1: you know, the excuses probably nailed it on the head better than, than we think. I mean, people make excuses to protect themselves. As we talked about, it is a defense mechanism. But mm-hmm. I, I really firmly believe, and the, the research that, that we did kind of shows that one of the biggest reasons that people procrastinate is to avoid making the decision because they're afraid of the outcome and being responsible for the outcome. You know, let, let's go ahead and toss my grandfather under the bus again. He didn't want to go to the doctor because he didn't want to face it. And by not going to the doctor, he never had to face it. But here's the thing. If something bad would have happened, the negative consequence would have affected him. He would sure. have been the sick one. He would have been the, you know, the the, the so, dead one. And right. As you pointed out earlier, that would have reverberated through our entire family, making mm. us resent him for not getting this checked out a year ago. So you're saying it's sort of anxiety, right? There's a, I think there's a huge anxiety component or fear of the unknown, which is just a clever way to say anxiety.
2: Sure, sure. So, of course, to stop our procrastination for those reasons, we need to work on our anxiety issues. That's a whole different show.
1: <laughs> it, not only is it a whole different show, it really just shows how mental health is, is tied to everything, uh, whether it be anxiety, depression, fear of making a decision. I mean, just, just all of this is, is so related. And I, I really feel like this is the perfect time to say I don't understand why mental health is just so disrespected in our society. Mental health and physical health are both equally important. It, it's not the tail wagging the dog or the dog ragging the tail. It's yes. the whole dog. We have a whole,
2: whole dog, dog. People is shaking. The whole dog just, is shaking. Just, just, yeah. Okay, so why do we do it? Related to anxiety, I think, is a lack of confidence. Maybe not to the point of anxiety, but, but lacking in self-confidence can, can definitely lead to us procrastinating on things because we just don't have enough faith in ourselves to think that we can do it.
1: Yeah, if we don't think that we're going to do a good job, we might as well not do it. I mean, after all, who runs forward into failure? if we believe that failure is inevitable because we don't have faith in ourselves, just stay home.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, why play the game if you've already decided that you're going to to lose? But here's the thing, by at least trying, by going forward, and of course completing those tasks or having success, even having some success and some failure, that's what builds confidence. So you literally are building confidence by completing tasks and you're eroding self-confidence by not even trying.
2: That's true, I know we said earlier, well, I just don't want to do it. That was one of the excuses. Well, sometimes the tasks are not what you would call pleasant right yeah they're they're, they're like going they're, to the doctor for your grandpa yeah they're 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 crummy tasks,
1: they're boring tasks, they're awful tasks, they're painful tasks they're look a lot of the stuff that we do in life is just boring and rote and aggravating, and <laughs> I, I don't really have an end for this, but. But here's the thing, though, even in the tasks that we find pleasurable, there's still unpleasurable tasks that go together. For example, I love going to California. I love it. I enjoy California. I'm on vacation. I don't have to work. It's fantastic. I see my friends, but I have to fly. I am six foot three, 300 pounds, and they put me in a sardine can and hurl me through the air. That part is unpleasant, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it because I I see the big picture. But by seeing the big picture, I understand that by completing that task, I get to a task that I want to complete or to a place that I want to be. But you know, I have to have the, pardon the pun, 30,000 foot view.
2: Maybe one of the biggest problems that chronic procrastinators have though, is that they don't have structure. They're, they're just generally disorganized in, in many respects. It's not even so much that while well, structure is very
1: important and, and organization is very important, sometimes the, the structure or the organization that people come up with is unreasonable. Right. The solution to writing a book, uh, a good plan is I'm going to write 45 minutes, I'm going to take 15 minutes off, or I'm going to write an hour every day. A bad plan is I'm going to sit here until the book
2: is done. Exactly.
1: You're almost ensuring failure at that point.
2: Exactly. And of course, a lot of people will allow things to pile up. Going back to college students again, when I was a girl I was dating, who was a college student at the time, was, was really stressed out one day because she had all these different assignments that were all due very close together. And she felt very, very overwhelmed. And I said, look, all, all you got to do now is sit down and apply some structure to it. Put them together. Which ones can you get done very quickly? Which ones are the most critical? And then, you know, the easy ones, kick them out quickly. And you suddenly have reduced your list of five things to three things. So you can find structure. It just, it takes a little effort, sure. But you can do it. In your
1: description, you you left out one of the best things that you can do to help gain structure. And that's create a list. So first, you've examined everything that you need to get done and committed it to a list. Next, as you complete tasks, you get the thrill of crossing it off the list. As you look at that list and you start to see things complete, well, that that builds self-confidence. That is done. Now all of a sudden the pile is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And like you said, start with the little things. That way you can cross things off faster. You're already reducing the load. But that all starts with making a list. And it's Mm -hmm. very, very simple. Applying structure, absolutely. I just think implying structure makes it sound all clinical. Write a to-do list makes it sound practical. And sometimes practical solutions are the best ones.
2: Okay, yeah, but lists aren't the only way to apply structure. No, 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 they're, they're far from the only way. Right. They're
1: just an easy way because everybody has toilet paper and a pen.
2: <laughs> Not always at the same time.
1: <laughs> I, I think that sometimes we look for, and again, this is part of the procrastination, we look for difficult solutions. Um. For example, we'll go back to my book analogy. I'm going to write my book as soon as I make my study perfect. I'm going to go get a new bookcase from Ikea. I'm going to get a new computer. I'm going to get, no. What I need is a half an hour, a pencil and a paper and boom, I'm writing a book. But I made the solution grandiose and therefore I set myself up to fail because now I'm going to procrastinate when I go get the desk. Because yeah. I can't afford a desk and putting Ikea furniture together is ridiculously difficult. <laughs> Almost impossible.
2: One of the reasons that I do my writing in a coffee shop is also about some, some structure, some self-regulation, I suppose you could say. Because when I'm at a coffee shop doing my writing, I'm less likely to spend time goofing around on Facebook and stuff like that. I don't know why that's true. It just is.
1: You realized it? You made a decision, you do it, and you've published how many books? Four. Here Six, you go. Five. Write in a coffee shop and you too will be an award-winning novelist. <laughs> Vin, we got to go ahead and take this home. Do you have any any last words of wisdom for our listeners?
2: I would just say when you realize that you are a procrastinator, you can make changes. Sure, you can go the bull nine yards and, and go for cognitive behavioral therapy if you want to. But just recognizing what you're doing, you can make tiny changes to make things easier on yourself to stop procrastinating. Just don't put it off.
1: Don't put it off. (laughs) A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, but you can't get to the end until you start. And part of starting is acknowledging that you, you have an issue and that that issue is negatively impacting your life.
2: Yeah, that works too. Thanks, everyone,
1: for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can get one week of convenient, affordable, private, online counseling anytime, anywhere by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Psych Central. You get a week free. You should really try it. See you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Psych Central Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast. We encourage you to share our show on social media and with friends and family. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show. Psychcentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. Psych Central is overseen by Dr. John Grohol, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is an award-winning writer and speaker who travels nationally.